Omega level. Omega level. Omega level. No other being has ever had the might, nay the nobility. Hey, how's it going? It's your boy Jersh Manhunter. Make sure you check out our social medias: Instagram Omega underscore Level underscore Podcast, and at Facebook Omega Level Podcast. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can find us at Omega Level Podcast. Man, that's a lot of podcasts, but here we go. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, sure, that's a thing, and all of the other ones. Thanks for listening. You look cute today. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Omega Level. That's how we're starting it with uh, old Jersh complimenting Mm. me. I'm going to take that all day. Hey, man, looking good. (laughs) Taking it, run with it. Own it. Wear it. (laughs) Rock it, son. Rocket Sun. That's mm. Raccoon's new kid. Yep, it's coming in issue uh, eight of Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy if you haven't read it yet. <laughs> Big spoilers. We haven't even read it yet. Woo! Nope. God, the way the I'll last be reading it soon. It, it dropped like next week or last week. Yeah, or I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The way the last one ended was pretty dope. Oh, yeah. D23 just happened. Mm. Disney's Expo. And it brought with it, I think, one or two interesting tidbits of news. Not much. Definitely not enough that we're about to do like. An entire episode talking about that stuff. Yeah, no, D23 <laughs> really let me down, man. I'm like, Disney, mm-hmm. why do you try to keep making me happy? No, I'm confused. Like, You're like, stop, dude. Stop announcing things that no one cares about. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, You're we garbage. Don't, right? We don't care about the streaming service. We don't care about Marvel TV uh, shows. Disney Plus, affordable price Ugh. for so much, so many movies and TV shows. Get out of here. <laughs> Ooh, an affordable price You're for You're a monopoly. You're garbage. <laughs> Fuck you, Disney, for making me happy. Yeah, dude. And, and so many other people, as evident by all the money they made on their movies this year. Oh, no, but they're, they're controlling too much, man. Yeah, they're terrible. They just make vapid, awful projects. Yeah, dude, their money... They're, God forbid this company tries to make money. I hate it. I do, too. Companies shouldn't try to be more than what they are. You know what I mean? Companies should not stay try to small. make money. Yeah. That should no, not be their first interest. You're already a billion-dollar company. Yeah, you should stay there. Yeah, every movie should be free now. Yeah, I agree. What is wrong dude, with you? Thank you. Come on, thank man. Thank you. They should right, become pirating a charity. Pirating is now... We're getting back, baby. We're pirating <laughs> Disney movies. You heard it here. <laughs> we're getting back, baby. Pirating starting again. Woo! We're going to watch every Disney movie, X-Men Origins Wolverine style. Dude. With no special effects. Oh, man, I love it. Man, that plane over, that that white plane over that white uh, ocean looks great. <laughs> is that what it was in the yeah, movie? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, There's just no rendering. It was awful. <laughs> Deadpool Falling was funny. You know, it was like one of those training dummy videos. Oh, my yeah, God. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was bad. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That actually improves that fight. I agree. Yeah. Honestly, in a weird way, it did. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's not really Deadpool. Like, oh, cool. I don't have to look at this dude. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man, that movie was so fucking good. This is the best movie Fox has ever made. I'm trying to think if anything really could top that movie. There's nothing. The, in the history of the pantheon of Fox films, nothing touches it. You have a point. Like, seriously, the way they captured every character. I think Wolverine was the worst one in the oh, movie. Yeah, like, for I sure. felt he was, he's, Hugh Jackson is a big, big miscast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't really fit the word, you know, Wolverine. Like, when you I say agree. Wolverine, he's not synonymous with that, like, mm-hmm. a, like a Tony Stark. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's nobody's Tony, uh, <laughs> you know, because he is God. He is the one that we worship. He's <laughs> Oh my God! We're on the Marvel Studios yeah, subreddit welcome now. Welcome to the Marvel Studios subreddit. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool's the best part of that movie for sure, though. They fucking nailed him. Mm. It's the best rendition. Like the two Deadpool movies are trash in comparison. I agree. I mean, like, who? What is? Who does Ryan Reynolds think he is? He doesn't even know the character. He's certainly he not has, Wade Wilson. Yep, he has it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He has a terrible like attempt at his jokes. His humor's not funny. Like Deadpool never cusses, man. No, He's, he never breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, I was about to say, what's like, with all that shit? Like none like, of this. Like, what is that? He doesn't have regenerative powers. Nope. He's not. He doesn't ever be a part of team ups. Like that's not a thing that mm-hmm. Deadpool's ever done in the history of comics ever. And you know, this is facts. Like whatever yeah, we say is a hundred percent facts. Yeah, like it's that's not an just opinion. Too, yeah, not an opinion. Fact. 
God, man. he's literally the Deadpool. He's a combination of a bunch of different mutants. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's, like, to be. he's a pool of dead. Like that's, <laughs> it's him, that's it makes so much. I don't know. It's, it's in his name. I feel like all of this should be pretty obvious for people. As yeah. bad as that movie was, I'm shocked they didn't actually call him the Pool of Dead. Now God, <laughs> he's the Pool of oh, Dead. Dead. All right, I'm walking. All out. right, Origins, you fucked up. I'd have left the fucking theater. Uh, just so we're clear, if none of you picked up on that sarcasm, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, that was shame dripping. on you. Shame dripping on you. with sarcasm. Shame on you. So D23 had a fucking shitload of information come out. It was uh, it was almost information overload. Literally a load of shit. Silence this when people keep texting me that I don't like. Hey Nick, when we're at when we're doing the podcast, <laughs> we like to do a few things beforehand. Like you've seen movies right when they warn us about you know turning off your phone. Oh, I'm always the... late, so I never see those. That's a good point. All uh, right, I'm the guy that walks you in were late 20 to the minutes, podcast. Twenty minutes into the movie, I show up to your house and you were late <laughs> to the podcast. How is that even possible? Somehow I came to your house and you were fucking late. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, D23 they had a bunch of information. And let's start off with the Marvel news. They announced... Uh, why? <laughs> they announced a slew of new content. They announced... They finally gave a release date and an official like announcement for Black Panther 2. It's coming in May of 2022, which... Way man, too far away. That sucks. Yeah. Way too far away. Fucking for, three... Yeah. Uh, two and a half years it away. It just worries me because I know uh, Chadwick is doing a bunch of other stuff. He's starting to, mm-hmm. you know, that do that... Uh, I don't remember the uh, name. The Netflix Samurai for about the first African American. Oh, yeah. Right. He is doing yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or African. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Samurai. Yeah. Basically, also inspired after Samurai, which is cool. Oh, did it? Yep. That's cool. But that's, I worries me, like what you said before is how you see Chadwick on the uh, red carpets on Marvel events where he doesn't look that interested. I hope yeah. this isn't like, I don't want to do that much anymore. Me and too. I'm starting to wean myself off of that and get out of the Marvel hype, which sucks because he did such a great T'Challa and it oh, seems yeah. like, you know, on screen he's having a great time, but it could also be his, he's such a good performer that he makes us think that, oh, you know, yeah, this true. is what I want to do. Yeah, it does seem like I've, I've I've always kind of I've seen other people say this before too, but I've always kind of felt like when I see him do interviews and like press and stuff, he doesn't seem into it like a lot of the other people are. Yeah. To do Marvel, and it, it just seems like he's already kind of over it. I hope. I was not. like, man, I hope not, because Black Panther is such a crucial piece of yeah. of Marvel and of the Avengers period, yeah. and he should be one of the faces leading the charge moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like, if because <laughs> technically we've seen him in four films now, or it'll be three. Four would be his Black Panther two, right? We had Black Panther, Civil War. Four. No, no it's in game and yeah. in-game. I mean, if you in-game count in game, yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, he's in he's in the end of it, but yeah, he's, he's in the it. end of it. <laughs> he's in it. Gives a nice little you know, boom. Wakanda's back, baby. Yeah, but I don't count that. So yeah. you know, he's at three films right now. Essentially, essentially three films. Uh, great in Civil War, obviously Black Panther, amazing. Uh, and in end game, my biggest problem with Black Panther was there just wasn't enough white people in a movie that was based around a culture in Africa. I just don't understand. I agree. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. That I feel like that was historically inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here nick you're crazy we on them today boys we on man it's fire this booth is on fire <laughs> far and we need water yeah no, seriously send help please no no seriously we're on fire. <laughs> we are on fire so yeah they released uh that the release date for it and like they just called it black panther 2 i do not believe for uh, a second that's the fucking actual that title. is that is the standing title 100%. <laughs> welcome to black panther 2 i really hope the title is something like black panther battle of kings because it's T'Challa versus fucking Namor. Mm, that little amazing game. Yes. Woo, that'd be amazing. Got mm, earthquakes under the ocean right now, what's boys. What's going on the tectonic plates? I read this person's long ass theory on how it could be Namor and the three points that have already set up for him in the MCU. One of them is the earthquake. I don't remember what the other one was. But another one was that Doctor Strange is curiously absent the entire final battle in Endgame because he's dealing with that like water breaking through. And we don't really see him deal with it much. 
What if that's because they're going to slip in Namor or a sea monster in there and then show us that scene again of, Black, of Strange battling to keep that thing at bay? Why would Namor be involved with that, you think? Namor, will, Namor hates, mutants, uh, hates humans. He hates land life. Yeah. So he met a scene Thanos attacking and felt like it was his chance to like also join in and help. See, I think that's a little far out there. I mean, it's not crazy. True. But that's a little. But it's like, oh shit. To pull that as a point, I don't know. I yeah. never took that. I just assumed the water was, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the other point was that they, for some reason, Captain America like randomly says to uh, uh, Nat that they, or maybe she says to him. I think he says it to her that uh, they saw whales in like one of the oceans again. What if that's like Namor sending them to like spy on humanity after the blip? I mean, maybe, but mm-hmm. it's also life returning. True. It's a very like. Like the They're very small, small subtle, subtle I think things the, the, the that could lead The earthquakes one under the water is definitely oh, like, sure. okay, yeah. okay, the clearly other ones a are, hint at what, yeah. what to come. The others are kind of reaches, the but other at the same time, reaches, I see yeah. how this person is correlating. Yeah, it, and right? I can see how you would be fooled into thinking that it's real. <laughs> so, uh, uh, moreover, this won't name more in the MCU because oh, he's, of course. The, he's the perfect gateway to the mutants because he's like the quote unquote first mutant, as in the first mutant that they, the first person they called a mutant in Marvel. Yeah. The first actual mutant is Apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. But Namor's the first one we ever saw back in like the 40s or some shit like that. So it'd be really cool to see Namor. And he is like a quasi-villain. He has a lot of villainous times, but also has times where he helps like the mutants and humans and stuff. But it's not often. Like More so, he only cares about Atlantis and taking care of them. And there's precedent for him to fight Black Panther because they have battled in the comics before. So yeah, that would be really fucking cool to have Namor in the Black Panther sequel. Hey man, as long as I get to see that... uh Underwater breathing son of a bitch with his little uh, wings on his feet. Let's go. Wearing nothing but a Speedo. Got nothing but a Speedo and some wings on his feet. Let's Let's, go. Let's get a name more. And then, um, did they announce any other actual Marvel movies? I think that was the only one they talked about. A couple so, more casting for Eternal, stuff like that. Oh, Big I was being sarcastic. Oh, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah, so they were they talked a little <laughs> more extensively about Eternals, which we already know about, and has like a fucking phenomenal cast. But then they unveiled that fucking Kit Harrington. Almost called him John Harrington. Jon Snow is joining <laughs> Eternals as Black Knight. Yeah, that's a big fucking deal. That's awesome. That's fucking badass. That's a big cast. And from what I've heard, Kevin Feige and like the people over at Marvel Studios believe that Black Knight could anchor a solo film and possibly a trilogy that That's it would like nuts. bring in interest and money. Dude, I'm all about it. But to be already saying that and we haven't even seen a glimpse yeah. of this dude. I think they just really believe in Kit. He's just like Marvel, baby. MCU. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just believe in Kit Harrington. Like, he can fucking do it. <laughs> he can do it. <laughs> Black Knight trilogy. It's just going to be some Jon Snow again. We all know it is. Yeah, it's not Except like it's bad. Wearing a mask. I mean, nah, it's, not bad. it's not bad. It's not bad. No, I want to see Boy Range. It's Kit Harrington. He ain't wearing a mask too much. We got to see that boy face. He's not Robert Downey Jr. He's nice. <laughs> he'll he'll do ourselves a Bruce Banner some love, you know, CGI's face. Let's go. Oh yeah, probably. I like most of the uh, designs of the people. They look good. For Eternals, they, they look see very. Those? Yeah, they, like they, they, I love that they're drawing back the curtain on the cosmic powers. Mm-hmm. Like here we go. This is is the world ready to see cosmic powers? Like true, because we've seen glimpses. <sighs> I hope so. You know, Infinity Gauntlet itself is it could yeah. be considered that of a cosmic power. It is. So we boom, it's caught like. Mm-hmm. But now it's now it's getting into it. Now mm-hmm. we're getting into that weird shit. We're getting comic-y, and I love it. <laughs> we're getting comic-y. I mean, it had to happen at some point if these movies are going to continue. Mm-hmm. They don't have an option but to just start leaning heavier into them actually being really comic booky. Absolutely. Because when you get into anything that's not based on Earth, it is full-on comic logic. Yes, of course. <laughs> travel. I mean, the, the time heist itself, while not a fan, oh, that yeah. is like, I mean, so like. Mm. You kill me. I'm but sorry. Yeah. I, you know, I have my, I have my faults with it. You never know. liked the time heist, Josh. You ruined the time <laughs> heist. <laughs> what can I say? I hate the time heist. 
But yeah, I love that they're delving into that. And there's also yes. a, a celestial space they showed that looked curiously similar to nowhere. But it got blown up. Exactly. So we're going to see how that happens. Thanos. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because the celestial the, that's ba- this is based way before anything we've oh. seen. So it's the actual, you mean the celestial, actual head celestial head. Oh, that became nowhere. when it became nowhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, oh this shit. Are oh, we right, gonna see shit. that? Oh, I'm excited. That'd be fucking I'm dope, excited. dude. I'm excited. I mean, I'm I'm super hyped about Eternals, largely because they finally have convinced Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. to join the MCU. I've been waiting for her to join the MCU since it literally formed, like pretty much since the Avengers. Well, she's not really been that, doing much, you know. I mean, Maleficent. <laughs> well, yeah, she's been like raising kids and directing some movies. Only like oh, I think of course, three I know, or yeah, four, personal. but she hasn't really been acting much. Nope. Yeah, so it's really big to see her taking an acting role in the MCU. I honestly thought if they if they were ever going to get her, it would be as a director. I figured she would come and direct one of their movies, but the fact that she's acting in it is fucking awesome. And directs Captain Marvel too. I mean, oh, I'm I'm fucking about I'm it. I'm with it. Happy about that. And then they announced um, a little more information for Black Widow. Uh, or not information, like they just talked about it a little Scar more. Scar Joe looking good in it too. I like Dude, it. the new costume looks fucking awesome. Yeah, hair I back, it. I like that too. Mm-hmm. And then they showed like the white costume, which is really fucking cool. I didn't get a glimpse of it yet. I love that Florence Pugh is in that movie. Oh, of course. So after becoming such a fan, dude. Like, I love oh. it. No, I'm for sure. After Midsummer, and then I saw Fighting with My Family, and she's oh, apparently she's amazing also in Lady Macbeth. I need to see that. I need to watch that. Yeah, fucking, oh, I'm all about some Florence Pugh. Oh, I yeah. cannot wait. And she's like also a Black Widow, like a Red Room training. Yeah, there's going to be Ooh. some sort of bout between her and Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Dude. Like, I'm all about it. Oh, I can't fucking wait. Yeah. Oh, they did say something about like some footage they showed of it where you see Black Widow doing like her pose, right? Mm-hmm. So you... We've seen a bunch of times throughout the movies, Black Widow do that little, like, when she's starting to stand up and so like, her leg out pose thing, you know? Yeah. They Appar- did that in the uh, Avengers game, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there is a point in the movie where Yelena asks her, she's like, why do you always do that? She goes, do what? She goes, do your Black Widow pose. She goes, I don't do that. And the very next scene was her, like, in a battle and then her doing it <laughs> in the movie. Like, it's kind of funny. They actually address it, and she is pointing it out, like, why do you always why do, you do, do this? That? That's so weird. <laughs> why do you do that? I'm excited to see their banter and to see their fight scene because mm, uh, Florence is already hyping that fight scene up. Let's very, calm down, Florence. Okay. Very curious. Let's calm down. So then, other than those movies, they didn't have like a, too much information about like movies. Movies. Those are the kind of thing like bigger deals they talked about. The main thing for Marvel at D23 was the new TV shows that they were announcing. There are three new Disney Plus shows coming in Moon Knight. Which Josh so cannot hyped. be, oh cannot be less happy about. Oh man, he doesn't care. Beyond excited. And then She Hulk and Miss Marvel. So let's let's talk a little more about these TV shows. Start off with the one I think I can confidently say that we are both the most excited for, which is Moon Knight. That one is your most excited? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially if they touch on anything at all from the 2018 comic book arc where he's. You mean the 16? 2016 one? I, I want to see. I thought it was the 18, one where maybe it 16, out where he's in the, the insane guy. asylum. Yes, that's the 16. Yeah, dude. Yes, if they touch they on that, that, oh my god! And I watched Woo. and I started reading that right after watching Shutter Island for the first time. Yeah, they, dude. Oh my god! Such that <laughs> whole like mind fuck. Like you think you're watching something, being re- you're reading something, and then at the end it's like boom. Eh, that's not what you thought it was, was mm-hmm. it? And then the whole thing. Oh man, so, such. I believe that. I believe that series got canceled, but I could be wrong, and it was a max scene that finished its run at twelve. I issues. only read seven issues. Oh, yeah, so I went to twelve. I, I need to finish. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But if they follow that, that'd be cool. So for people that aren't very um, well informed on Moon Knight, Good old Spectre. Moon Knight, a.k.a. the Fist of, Con- of Khonshu, as he's called. I believe it's pronounced Khonshu. Mark Specter is, uh, is the character of Moon Knight. That's his like, human name. So to explain a little bit about him, Mark Specter is left for dead 
by Bushman, who would become his arch enemy. This happens in one of the first, I believe it's the first series that he ever got. He had made appearances previously, but when he get his first, got his first run, this is like what happened in it. Uh, he's out in Egypt uh, doing some job, and he's left for dead by Bushman and betrayed by him. Bushman would later on become his arch rival. Egyptians rescued Mark Spector and brought him to a temple. They put him in front of the statue of Khonshu. While in front of that statue, his heart stopped and he died. Mm. And then Khonshu appeared to him in the afterlife and offered him a second chance at life if he became Khonshu's avatar. Which he does, and then becomes fucking Moon Knight. He's had many aliases in his life. He's also extremely rich. He is essentially Marvel's Batman. I know. I'm just. That's my biggest worry. Is I hope they don't make it to that. Too Batman. Feels like Batman. While yeah. he does like detective stuff, he's not a detective like Batman, no. and he's like not trying to be sneaky. He's a. I wear white, so you they see me coming. Yeah, you know dude, I mean? that's, that's like that's oh a fucking like, lie. Like they the see me thing. coming. Yeah, yeah. And he has the vibrant his his bolas and all that stuff. His weapons are made of vibranium. Yeah. So it's like you know he's he's stacked. He's or it might have been adamantium. Uh, adamantium. It's one of the two. It's, it's some I super say powerful it's thing. One. I don't think it was vibranium. It's okay. Yeah, the dude is fucking incredibly powerful. Well, incredibly strong. He's extremely intelligent. Yes. And like... A little psychotic. He's like Marvel's answer to Batman. It's not like he's a carbon copy of Batman. Yeah, it's no, like, we no. can do that too. But he's the same, like... He's this extremely smart... Tech-driven. Tech-driven guy that's very well-versed in, like, tons happens, of martial happens, arts. You know, the voice and he's of a, a lot god of in his head. Yeah. Of he's an got, Egyptian god in his head. And he's also, I forgot to mention, probably the most important aspect of Mark Spector is he's a schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's literally crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. And for I want to know if they're going to do the thing where his powers are affected by the moon itself. Like crescent moon, full moon, half moon. I would assume they would. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. I hope they actually play a bigger role in that. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Because I'm fine for normal people doing badass things, but to me it makes more sense for them to have some sort of power mm-hmm. to be able to contend with anything in here. Like, cool, Hawkeye. Cool, Black Widow. <laughs> but pump, well, pump the brakes. MCU Black Widow, because Comics Black Widow does have powers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She has a, people, for people don't know, I think we've mentioned this before, she has a knockoff Russian version of the super soldier serum in her. But Hawkeye fucking doesn't. Nope. He just shoots some arrows. But he's still ridiculously strong. Given yeah, his, yeah, he's, he's an Unreal. amazing archer. Like, mm-hmm. Without question, the best in the Marvel Universe. Like, oh, for no, sure. No. I mean, in the death battle, he was like 20 he, times time better, better than, than Red Hero. I loved it. <laughs> like, he wasn't close. even close. <laughs> Speed, strength, fucking God, everything. So I was thinking about casting for Moon Knight, and I'm pretty sure everyone I'm about to list is way out of the like <laughs> pay zone that they're going to be willing to go to. <laughs> what? So the first person I thought of, and it would never happen, is Shia LaBeouf. It would never happen because he's very fucking problematic. Yeah. yeah. He causes a lot of issues on set. Yeah. So, like, it would never happen. And then happen. he'd probably start method acting as a psychotic person. Exactly. That's he'd become a schizophrenic. A good, that's, that's, not for, that's not a good person. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Shia fan, but I do think he's an extremely talented actor. He just doesn't he utilize could, it. He could do Mark Spector. Yeah. Also, really like one that you'll probably love, Andrew Garfield. Okay. I think he'll be okay. fucking awesome as Mark Spector, dude. That'd be dope. I also like Daniel Radcliffe. Hmm. So Mark, Mark Spector is supposed to be of Jewish origin, so all the actors that I'm re- re- recommending are Jewish. Okay. I also like Joseph Gordon-Levitt for it. Also like uh, Andy Samberg. Ooh, shit. A more serious role? I'd think I'd be down <laughs> for that. would be crazy. Yeah. I also like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and I like Ben Foster. JGL. Uh-huh. I, wanna, I don't know if he... I mean, I love him. I love JGL, He's but amazing. Mark Spector. Bro, I can see it, dude. Have you seen the movie Kill Shot? Yes. Okay. He's pretty fucking nuts uh, in that uh, movie. I can see him doing it. And then Ben Foster. You know who he is, right? Yes. Yeah. I can see that. Wasn't ben Foster's fucking Marvel? brilliant. Uh, no, I don't think Ben Foster's in Marvel yet. No? No. He should be, because he's a fucking great actor. But 
He doesn't do a lot of like big productions, so he might be one of those kind of people that just stays away from that. Okay. He doesn't want to do it. But yeah, I don't know how possible any of those five people are. <laughs> They're all pretty <laughs> expensive. I mean... Of any of them, I think Andrew Garfield is the best, is the most likely I mean, option. I mean, who they're putting in. I mean, expensive I mean, people. Even Angel- just Angel- Jolie. I was going to say, Angelina, uh, Angelina Jolie is still one of the most expensive actresses, and she doesn't even act that much anymore. True. Like, she's... But uh, this is also a TV series, so it's harder to get people to commit. Yeah. And these are all movie people. That's true. Right? That's like, true. Daniel Radcliffe probably would never fucking happen. Well, Elizabeth Olsen was a tech... Technically, she's not a big name. She obviously true, is way true. more of a household and name now. she's doing now. TV. Exactly. She's doing TV. Yeah. But she's continuing something she's already involved in. Yeah, that's, that's true. She's obviously playing a character that, yeah, that's yeah. going to be brought back to the big screen again. Yeah. And then potentially, hopefully... Become the next villain? Become the next Woo! big villain because of House M. Let's get it, oh boy. Oh, my God. Let's get it, boy. So, yeah, very excited about fucking Moon Knight moving forward. Mm-hmm. I really hope they touch on the... the I'm just glad they... God, they had it. They finally did it. Oh, mm. dude, same. I hope they touch on the Asane Asylum arc from that series because that was fucking dope. So fresh. Oh, my God. It's like, was it New York or was it not? You know, Exactly, like, man. And she is. He's in an Asane Asylum and they're all trying to... He's trying to be convinced that this is all in his head. He's just crazy. Like, Conchu doesn't York. exist. Is that or San Francisco? I think in New York, though. I can't remember. Yeah. But, like, he's just trying to be convinced that Conchu is not real. And he's just imagined all of this. And then he finds out that that place is fucking tricking him, and it all is real. It's fucking crazy. But then he also doesn't know because he's schizophrenic. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's a mind bend. It's amazing. And then we have She-Hulk, which is a show that I'm, I'm really excited about for the potential of it. Because She-Hulk, number one, to explain a little about her, she's like, um... You got it. She-Hulk is Jennifer Walters, who is Bruce Banner's cousin. Oh. So she gets her powers of being She-Hulk in the comics when she's severely injured and Banner has to uh, give her a blood transfusion of his own blood because they're matching donors and there's no one else around that can do it. Mm. And that turns her into She-Hulk. But of course, because of his, you know... Exactly. His issues. Because of the gamma just (laughs) flowing through his fucking bloodstream. I don't know how he even thought that'd be like, this is going to save her. (laughs) Well, he knew it would save her and he probably knew it would do this to her too, right? So she's a more mild version of Hulk. When she goes into her Hulk form, she retains her personality, her intelligence, and her emotional control. So she's like Professor Hulk, but all the time. Yeah. When she gets angry, she does become stronger and more powerful, but she's not Hulk levels of power. Yeah. She's very powerful and very strong, but she's not Hulk. Yeah, a way for that to be explained in the MCU of why she is able to maintain all that is because Hulk is now Professor Hulk. So that would turn her in a similar manner. Hmm. Right? So I see how, how that's that setting her? up. Uh, because that banner is like Professor Hulk not where when he's Hulk, he's smart Hulk. So when he gives her a blood transfusion, he has already achieved that level of equalness. Okay. So it would give it the same thing to her. Okay. Where she doesn't just rage out as Hulk. Mm. So uh, Do you think they're going to make that tie-in? That's going to be her origin? Uh, that's her only origin in the comics, so I hope so. Yeah. Or at least the only one I'm aware so, of. Um, yeah, I'm interested. So that means that we might see uh, we Mark might Ruffalo, see Mark Ruffalo in she for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. As well, or... This could be a way his blood transfusion to her could be a way that they return him back to classic Hulk. So if he don't, if he gives her a blood transfusion and, like breaks the and, and it turns her into She-Hulk, it could imbalance what's in his body and break their link and turn him back into Banner and Hulk as separate entities. I hope so. Which is what I hope they do. Yeah. Because I, Professor Hulk is cool and all, but classic Hulk's the best Hulk. Yes. That's what I want. Professor Hulk is pointless right now. I mean, yeah, they don't have a need for it. They anymore. don't need them. Like yeah. you have Bruce Banner's bane, like brains, but he doesn't use the strength properly. Exactly. He doesn't have the drive that the mm-hmm. Hulk fucking has. Yep. That's the problem with this guy. He doesn't have the <laughs> anger that the Hulk has, and that's what makes the Hulk Hulk. Well, the trick is Jeez. he's always angry. That's the key cap. Mm. That's the secret cap. So also, I'm always high. <laughs> also, yeah, I'm always high. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Bucky? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> 
Woo! Gotta get on that mind control serum. Yes, yes. <laughs> so She-Hulk Jennifer Walters is also really close friends with Captain Marvel Carol Danvers. Which could lead to Brie Larson making appearances in the She-Hulk series. Uh, Brie Larson in a TV? Now, Bro, you're getting, now you're getting crazy, dude. Not gonna lie. Had to gross in that one bill. If it becomes it. confirmed before it comes out that She-Hulk will feature Ruffalo and Carol and Brie Larson in it, it will be the one that I'm looking most forward to. <laughs> <laughs> to see both of them Just in like, that. Just like, oh my God. Okay, well, I she guess Hulk I'm going horde. more excited than for Give this than Rosario right Dawson. Oh my God, dude. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that shit, especially if they do the Hulk thing, like, and that's just something that like I was thinking about. Yeah, I, like I, I mean, I told shit. you off screen, and then you plagiarized it. Do <laughs> you win a contest? I'm saying I won a contest. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So for casting for her, the number one person I'd love to see would never fucking happen because I don't think she would ever do a movie like this. Britt Marling. She Hulk? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jen Walters is a lawyer. She's super intelligent. She's very witty. She's very uh, sarcastic at times. Uh, she was actually, the, I believe, the first character in the Marvel Universe to break the fourth wall way before Deadpool was around. And she's like, I just, I could see Britt Marling really nailing that And role. you think she wouldn't do it? Yeah, I don't think Britt Marling would do a big studio picture like this. Or a big studio thing that's like multiple things yeah. long. She pretty much only does her own shit. Yeah. She writes her own stuff. So I yeah, see but she wants that paper after that cancellation of her show. I hope so. That'd be paper lovely. Paper coming that way. That'd be lovely. Also, as you mentioned, Rosario Dawson is a big fan favorite. I think she'd be fucking great. And fresh. Marvel and, already worked with her. Yeah, 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 exactly. And there, it's not like it's impossible that she's still Banner's cousin and that Banner's aunt or uncle has a multicultural relationship. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not far-fetched. No, or a multiracial relationship, a biracial relationship. It's definitely not far-fetched. That's it's easily accomplished. And going on that uh, same line of thinking, Lindsay Morgan. For people that don't know, she plays the character Raven in The 100. I think okay. she'd be fucking excellent as she Okay. Hulk. I think she'd be excellent. That fucks with it. Also, we like Emmy Rossum. Because I think that she could literally do anything. Okay. And she's amazing. And Haley Bennett. She should have been in the Eternals, man. Oh, my God, dude. She's perfect. She just looks like she'd be able to play somebody of a higher power. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like for sure. I, yeah, yeah. And then Haley Bennett, who was in the Red Sea Diving Resort. Okay. I think she could do it. I like her. She, yep. Yep, I can yep. see that. She'd be the one that went least of these. And again, like. She'd probably be the most achievable, too. Yeah, her or Rosario, because Rosario is familiar with, with Marvel. She's worked with Marvel, yeah. Netflix, TV show, stuff like mm-hmm. that. No. I think Lindsay would be pretty accessible, whether she would be ever a thought to them or not, because she's not like a name. Well, 100 cent in next year. So. Yeah, she wouldn't be difficult, or she wouldn't she's cost got a lot. no screen time in season six, so whatever. Oh my God, yeah, not enough. Biggest fail of season <laughs> six, man. And then we have Miss Marvel. And for people that aren't aware of this incarnation of Miss Marvel, <gasps> it is Kamala Khan, who's a Pakistani inhuman with shape-shifting abilities. First ever Muslim, correct? Exactly. She's awesome. the, car- um, the first ever lead character of a series to be Muslim. No, I meant like first ever Muslim ever. Oh, I don't know about that. No, I'm just saying like ever. <laughs> <laughs> She's apocalypse of the Muslim faith. <laughs> she was the first. <laughs> no, like ever. This is the first ever. <laughs> no, but I believe she was the first Muslim character to lead a comic series. Uh, for Marvel, anyways. And she has shape-shifting abilities. Not that she's like a Kree and she'd become whatever she wants. She can contort her body and get shift big old it hands. Like Mr. Fantastic does. Yep. Like Reed does. Uh, she assumes the mantle of Miss Marvel in honor of her hero, Captain Marvel, Boo. Carol Danvers. Boo. Which also allows the possibility for Brie Larson to appear in this series. Boo. Too much yes. Brie Larson. So I don't know that Brie Larson herself would appear in it, but there will be references throughout the whole series all the time about her because she is who Kamala Khan looks up to. Well, these shows are ruined for Drew. God. Why? He hates Brie Larson. Oh, so Drew's an incel. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yep, he hates her, man. What a piece of shit. 
Uh, and for her, I have no casting because I don't really know any Pakistani or Pakistani American actresses, and I feel like they're going to want to keep that intact. Like, that has to be. Yeah. yeah, there's no changing that. Like, I'm very aware of, like, uh, actresses that are not from America or, mm-hmm. like, from uh, like other countries and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but Pakistan doesn't have, like, a huge film industry. You know what I mean? And I know there are Pakistani actresses and Pakistani American actresses. Yes. I just don't readily know any. So I don't really have any ideas for casting for that. Okay. But it's Marvel, so it's not like they're going to get it wrong. They haven't yet. Nope. Other than Thanos. That was, was, terrible. Say, well, that was, was terrible. There were a few. Well, Thanos. Yeah. I mean, George Bowen was awful. M- most of the... I don't want to go into detail, but there were a few... <laughs> like, over half of the heroes that have been <laughs> are terrible. Over half are, are fucking terribly awful. Casted. Well, and Brie Larson. She was obviously the wrong choice. I agree, too. Her movie limped to a billion yeah, dollars. She, is pathetic. She didn't smile enough. No, she didn't smile this, enough. Mm-hmm. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. Because that—that's what makes or breaks uh, exactly. the characters if they smile. You know? Only an actress. Mm-hmm. So it makes or breaks an actress. actress of course, yeah. no one complained about Jon Snow not smiling like, like maybe five times time. in seven seasons. Yeah, or eight seasons. Yeah. Well, it's because he's a man and a, and a white man, so it's that's okay. true. Oh, damn! Okay. Get, yeah. See, Nick, that's why we work well together, mm-hmm. man. You point these things out. Yeah. I don't catch them because I'm stupid. I gotta uh, keep you frosty. Hey, thank you. Did you watch the Mandalorian trailer? Yes. Oh my god! Looks awesome. Visually awesome. So before this trailer. It's Disney. It's Star Wars. I'm going to watch The Mandalorian. But it wasn't something that I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the fucking Mandalorian. It was like, yeah, sure, See, whatever. that got me more hyped because I was like, eh, Mandalorian. That's what I'm saying. I'm a person that's not before, crazy about Boba Fett just because he's Boba Fett. Exactly. So. Before this trailer, that's how I felt. Yeah. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, well, I'm not ready for the yeah. okay, let's, well, Mandalorian. Fuck let's yeah, go. Taika. Now I'm excited, dude. Be voicing uh, IB? What? Is that no, IG? it's like IG-11, I think is mm-hmm. what it's called, which he's is fucking cool. a bad droid, cool. the one with the spinning that can see no, every... Oh, that's I believe not that's IG-88. It's a different droid, yeah. Okay. And that dude looked bad. Yeah, he looks badass. Yeah, boy. So that trailer got me super excited because it was like, if someone would have shown me that trailer, I'm like, hey, this is the new Boba Fett movie. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, it is. It has the production quality of a fucking like, $200 million movie. It looks it fucking looks amazing. With that ship going over the uh, caverns. Oh, oh my dude, god, that looks dude. so good. That and it's so good. it's John Favreau at the helm. Like he's the oh he's directing produ- the whole thing. No, he's, oh, he's the executive, executive producer. producer. He's a sh- okay. Like, so he's overseeing something. I don't think he's a showrunner. He's the executive producer, and he wrote the first episode, and I think he do. May have written other ones or something, but it, the show is his idea. Okay. So, yeah, I have faith in that dude. That's what's up. He's consistently delivered. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I like Other that. than all his Marvel and Disney work, he's consistently delivered. I agree. I think all Chef is terrible. his uh, magnum opus. So. <laughs> Chef's his magnum opus. <laughs> the movie with no fucking ending. Yes. I loved that movie, but man, like it just like that jump literally the just ends. Like, like, what? what? Six happened? months later? <laughs> <laughs> like, we weren't ready for this jump yeah, yet. Yeah, that's what I mean. I want to see a little bit more progression. Exactly. The movie's fun, but it's like... Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's for abrupt. For sure, for sure. Very abrupt ending. Him and Le, Le Guam... Uh, what's Le Guazamo? Le Guazamo. Awesome in it. And yes, Johansson was good in her little part, too. Uh, is this look like fucking molten cake? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> when he's freaking out... Oh, man. I love John Leguizamo as an actor, period. Yeah. He 100%. should be in fucking Marvel. And oh, I really man. hope he gets recasted as the clown in uh, Spawn. Oh, God, me too. He was he, perfect. He was absolutely fucking He's the best part of that fucking absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Killed it, bro. He killed it. So, yeah, very excited for Mandalorian. And then there's also Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> Boring. Definitely not the thing I'm most anticipating this year at all. Seriously, I'm going to go to the theater to buy the ticket, to rip the ticket, to buy popcorn, dump the popcorn, leave, piss on the sidewalk as I leave, go back in and watch the movie because I'm excited to see it. What are you fucking crazy? <laughs> Come on. I'm going to go to the theater and buy a ticket, turn around and rip it for everybody else just to be like, there's one seat less. There's <laughs> one seat. <laughs> just be like, who? I'm going to buy 20 tickets, please. And then just leave the theater. <laughs> like, fuck you all. The movie starts in two minutes and I'm out. But I'm going to keep coming back to make sure no one's sitting in my seats. Exactly. I'm going to be like, hey, these seats are bought. These I these are the mine. tickets. And then I leave again. Yep. Yep. So they showed some footage at D23 that like essentially went through all of the more, almost said Marvel, <laughs> all of the Star Wars movies <laughs> and then culminated with showing a few scenes 
from Rise of the Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Three, I believe. So one of the scenes it shows is her and Kylo fighting on top of like this ship. It looks like this downed craft on water as water's crashing around. Looks like that's going to be epic as shit when they're fighting. It's going to be Kylo trying to tell her to not become Sith because he's like now a good guy Jedi. He's the main Jedi, and I like it. Dude, maybe. That's my hope. I hope that that has that twist. Dude, that's a a great trilogy. I don't want that, but if they do it, it better be done well. Yep. Maybe done well. It's possible because Kylo's already given that hand. He's not. He's not pure evil. Yeah, he killed his dad, I don't but know, he's man. that was when he was completely obsessed with being his grandfather. That's true. Like that's true. That's all it is. It's all this complex. And then he fucking. Of course, Luke can't tell Ray the truth in the second one. Like and he's like, just say the truth. Why are you fucking lying? <laughs> you tried to kill me. <laughs> like what, Doc? So it starts with Luke Skywalker saying in a voiceover that we assume is meant for Ray. Mm-hmm. You have all the knowledge of us contained within you, My but God. it is your fight now. What? My God. Ray has all the knowledge of the Jedi's contained within her. I mean, just the knowledge of Luke, Obi, and Yoda is more than fucking enough. Oh, is my it, God, that's insane. Is it December yet? Yeah, <laughs> no shit, right? And then we hear a voiceover of uh, Palpatine, a.k.a. Darth Sidious, <laughs> as he is saying, I can't remember his exact words, but he's alluding to, like, what a great power she could be. And then we see Rogue, uh, we see almost a Rogue, we see Ray <laughs> clad see in Rogue. a dark robe, very Sidious looking, with a double-bladed fucking red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So is Ray going dark side at all? With the fucking hood on, dude. Oh She's God. going She's evil, bro. The beast. Oh, and I love the way they correlated it in the trailer when Luke Skywalker's like, you have all this in you. It's up to you now. And it shows, as that sense is finishing, it's the scene from The Force Awakens where Kylo and her are fighting in the lightsaber battle, and mm-hmm. she's like teaching herself and her mind how to do it, and her eyes open right as he s- finishes his line. I was like, "Oh God, I'm so hype!" Whoever <laughs> <laughs> cut this trailer's a genius. Paid them millions. Man. Uh, first Ooh. glimpse, I actually thought that was Natalie Portman with the dual lightsaber. That's why I was like, "Is that?" Oh, and I had to rewind. I was like, "Okay, it's Ray." I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> Wait a minute. she's dead. She's dead." <laughs> like, she was in the trailer though. Uh, yeah, they did show young Natty kissing Anakin. That's true. Uh, but my theory on the Dark Ray thing is that it is either going to be Luke showing her a vision of what she could would become if she fell to the dark side. A, a god among mortals. <laughs> and he, like, in a bad way. It'd be him relating to her like, hey, look, I actually did this for a time. <laughs> my dad was Darth Vader, and I went to the dark side, and it was a bad idea. It did not fucking work don't out. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. And why the fuck would he be showing her that? There are only two possibilities I can think of of why he'd want to show her that. Well, I guess technically three. If Kylo was still bad, maybe she is seriously considered joining him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the least likely. If he somehow made the point, but I don't think exactly. That, no. I think that's, that's too unlikely. I think it's because either she is somehow a product of Sidious's bloodline, or she is a force creation created solely by Sidious himself. Like Sidious and Plagueis before her created Anakin Skywalker. Sidious now creates her on his own because he believes he's better than Plagueis, which is why he killed his master, Plagueis. So he believes that he, on his own, can create the perfect Sith being. And I personally, I know people hate that for whatever reason. I love uh, that. I like that kind I of stuff it. because to me that makes it seem like that force is much stronger than anything else. Yep. It is pure force, child. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so how that's she's so powerful. Darth was Darth Vader was Darth Vader. Exactly. Like, I, I like that. I think that's a great connection to have a... Especially that would be funny if like it shows us that if she goes evil, you can't make a baby this way because no matter yeah, what you do, we, we gotta stop it, doing it. It turns evil and it's very powerful. <laughs> well, the intention though has always been for it to be evil. True, because her and Anakin That's are true. the only two canically we know of that were created. If she is in fact created, if right? she is in fact Anakin created, is yeah. the only one so far, and he was created to be a Sith. Yeah, he wasn't created to be the balance. The Force pushed back and gave him the balance within him, and then the Jedi thought he was the prophesized the one. Right, and that was not the case. Which. He, I guess, like, he was, 
But the one failed because he turned evil. Mm -hmm. So there is no more prophesied. The one, because they had it, and he turned into be a bad guy. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead and throw that out the window. Yeah, oops. So if she is, in fact, a creation or a product of Sidious, I believe that would be Sidious showing her what she could be under his tutelage, like with his power. She Look can become at every world force. bend to your will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I'm so fucking excited I'm for the movie. I'm ready. I'm so hyped, bro. Nah. Ah! You're not even a Star Wars fan. Nope. I, I hate him. I hate him, hate him, hate him. Oh. And then there was a little. Actually, I haven't talked to you about this yet, so I can get your uh, first reactions here about it. Ooh, so I there like was uh, new information about Frozen Two came out. I believe this showed like a new sizzle reel, and the writers themselves about Frozen Two sizzle. Yeah, like a sizzle reel. Don't yell at me. The writers themselves talked to like reporters about Frozen Two, and they addressed the speculation concerning Elsa's sexuality. Mm. And they said, per the writers, her romantic life is not explored at all in the sequel. They felt like what they the story they wanted to cover was what is it like to be someone who is this powerful and actually has powers in this world where powers don't exist. She has powers. Mm -hmm. She's the only one. And so it's the exploration of where did they come from? Good. How origins. did she get yes. them? Yes. So I like that, but I don't like that they're not addressing it because I feel like I'm incredibly disappointed that Disney is wasting an opportunity for inclusion and acceptance. I think that's a mistake. But they're also, at least they're not pushing heterosexuality down our throats. But they're not pushing... The first they're off, not choosing any side. They're not pushing a narrative, period, more than the other. which I really like. Yeah. They're not pushing a narrative, period. They're not making her heterosexual. They're not making her lesbian or bisexual She's or anything like that. She's not depending on a man or woman. Exactly. I loved that about the first Frozen, that the central relationship of the film was two sisters, and they were not dependent upon the romantic interests of a partner. Well, they it didn't had matter. the one hint of the bad guy, but... Yes, but he wasn't like what hints on the story and he didn't come save the day. No, it was evil. them it was, that yeah. saved the day with each other. Mm -hmm. And I really love that about Frozen. And it seems like Frozen 2 is going to be much the same way. It's a relationship built around them being sisters. Yeah, I just hope it actually has That's a cool. very serious tone. And that the trailer seems like it, it will be. It looks like it will no. be, yeah. And I'm very excited to find out Elsa's powers. Of course. Or uh, where they come from. And they also mentioned something about like their parents' death, something being cloudy about it. What? Like their parents died in like that yeah. shipwreck. Maybe it wasn't an accident. Huh. Like they alluded to like maybe something like sinister was going on there. Probably had a deal. And they're <laughs> going to go try to figure that out. Yeah, maybe. Could be something similar to Maleficent. Like Could the be. child is promised to me. I am excited that they're going to explore her like, not history or backstory, but her, the origin of her powers and where yeah. they came from. It like, seems like that's what the movie is. It's not just a random occurrence. Exactly. Know? They're like on a quest to figure out why she has it. I do think it's, I'm sorry. I do Gross. think it's a wasted opportunity for like inclusion and to like not push, but to, um, be an example of acceptance. I think that's a, uh, a missed opportunity. You know, Disney's not going to take a risk on that for following the highest-grossing animated movie of all time, and it's, it's frozen the highest-grossing. Mm -hmm. Is it? I, and I don't it's know. Sequel. I think they should. They're they doing should. it with Marvel. That, yeah, yeah. And and this would be huge. Those are family movies too. Yeah, and I just think it's funny how insecure and ashamed uh, adults are when they see why are you putting this in a children's show because you know maybe children are gay. Like, I mean, <laughs> like you're not just like I don't how how clueless are you? Like, how why yeah. are people so afraid of that? Like, you don't have to like do it. Like, I'm so confused. It's like, a, I don't know why No one it's so... is walking into your house and be like, get the fuck yeah. up. We're going to the movies to watch this right like, now. Like, no one's making you. And it's and it's the media's fault. It's Hollywood's oh, fault for, 100%. you know, and it's like, obviously, this is a history. It's not like I'm blowing somebody's mind with what I'm saying now. It's not a revelation. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's... that's all stems from the, the media's fault. Like, mm -hmm. pushing in the Hollywood, the heterosexuality, like, that's not, like, that's what people think is the norm, but it's not. Like, well, how about you just love whatever the fuck you want to exactly. love? Exactly. Like, who, who fucking cares? They're happy. <laughs> that's like, only negative, it. shitty people want to tear down other people. Mm hmm. Like, you want to, like, I'm so ashamed of my life, so why are you happy? 
Yeah. Like, go, I, go I'm fuck un- yourself. I'm unhappy, <laughs> like, so you have to be too. Yeah, no, that makes I don't. zero sense to me. <laughs> I don't. Like, why are you trying to fight this uphill battle? Like, no, yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid. I, I don't know. I, I, I never understood it. I love the gays. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I get that they are like walking a line here, mm-hmm. right? And they, and they probably feel like they're kind of backed into a corner with it. That's why they're like, like, fuck it, we're not doing it. If either. they address it, period, <laughs> there's fallout. Yeah. Right? Yep. But Let It Go became like this, the song Let It Go became this like mantra for like the LGBTQ plus community. It became like a coming out song. Yeah. Right? She's basically, she became a queen. Exactly. She's yeah, an she icon. Did. So awesome, it, baby. it is disappointing in a sense to me that they're not leaning into that, but I understand why they're not. And I like that instead of leaning one way, they're just like, we're not fucking talking about it. She's gay to the me. Story so isn't, matters. The story isn't about that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. See, it's that's nice, Frozen but I see what you mean yeah. by not like, yeah, yeah. inclusion. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sucks. Mm-hmm. Frozen itself already broke the mold when it, when the first movie came out because it didn't have it didn't hinge on a romantic interest and that being like a crucial factor in saving the day. In most of Disney's movies. And most of them they oh. do. So it already broke that mold that way, so it does make sense that they would continue in that path. I do understand that. Yep. So that's that's all cool. Uh, and it's fucking Frozen too, so I'm super excited. That trailer was hype as fuck. Yeah, I'm down. With her trying to swim through like the waves and shit. I just like, hope oh it's more God. of a story than the first one. Yeah, same. I do too. It seems like it's going to be, especially if it's trying to dive into like. Because for me, as an adult, she... Frozen's not very a rewatchable movie. I've know? seen it a couple times, but it's because I really like the music. Yeah, yeah. Like I love that movie. I think it's fantastic. But I'm also like a Disney fan, so but, like no. a super Disney fan. I love their shit. No, of course, dude. You're talking to me like I'm not. So Get speaking of, of fucking movies, we both watched The Beach Bum. Whoop. The other day, for people that aren't aware of what The Beach Bum is, it is on Hulu. If you have Hulu, so you can stream it. And it is the new film by Harmony Corinne. If his name is not familiar to you, he did the movie Spring Breakers with James Franco and the entirety of the Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very lewd movie. Fucking incredible. He also did a movie called Gumo way back in the day that is like a cult like favorite movie. I really don't like that movie. But The Beach Bum stars Matthew McConaughey as a drunk, drugged out writer. Well, I guess poet. He's like a writer, but he's also a poet who lives in Florida and just kind of does what he, he wants. He just calls it poetry. Though, yeah, he calls it poetry. He just like does what he wants. He just flows through life, Dude. getting messed up Barry every day, go doing with what the he flow wants. The whole time. oh yeah, there is nothing that stops this man from going forward. He even has a quote in the movie, like we you mentioned this earlier before the podcast, where he says like if, how people feel like the universe is working against them. I feel like it's working with cons- me. Yeah, conspiring like to conspiring make conspiring. Yeah. It's like conspiring to like make bad things happen. I feel like it's conspiring to make good things happen for me. Yeah. And like that I'm is just always trying to make me happy. That that line is the essence of this movie. Mm-hmm. Because even though really bad shit happens to him or happens around him in this movie and to him at times, it's like he doesn't suffer blowback or fallout no. from it. His life just continues and he continues doing what he wants. Yep. Like, it's fucking incredible. It is nuts. It's, it's insane, dude. Because you, you think he's a broke-ass dude, and then all of a sudden, hey, he drives across the fucking water for a little bit, and hey, my wife's a billionaire, <laughs> and I'm loaded. <laughs> like, his wife's, like, fucking mega rich, and his wife is played by Isla Fisher, yeah. who is amazing. She is, like, as an actress, period, she's an amazing comedic actress, dude. She's, she's so she's fucking hilarious. funny. Yeah. And Her I thought she was really good. I thought she was incredible in this. Like, she's just this whimsical, happy, like, figure throughout the movie. Yeah. And you can definitely see why she's so enamored with Moondog, too. And, and like conversely, why, why he is with her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they have, like, it's like, really Moondog weird. can do no wrong to most people. That's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's because I'm assuming that most people just know what he has done previously, like, works-wise. Like, he, genius He level. was considered, yeah. like, a genius in, like, the... And like poetry and writing and stuff, because I guess like the works he published when he was earlier was like so far ahead of what he was doing, like age wise and shit. Like this guy's fucking amazing. Like he's a genius. And then he just like 
coasted. <laughs> just that. coasted. He's like, man, I married a millionaire, billionaire. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to chill out, smoke a lot of weed, mm-hmm. fuck whoever I want. Uh, she can do it today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they have like a man. They have a it's weird, a very weird. They have a weird relationship. Yeah. It's like terrible, but perfect. But like it's fucking yeah, weird, like dude. Undying love, undying like, love to where the point that like they don't really care what the other person does. They both are constantly yeah. cheating. I mean, on he calls. Like, she calls him and she's late. He's late for her daughter's wedding, mm-hmm. and he's fucking in the bathroom. Yeah. and he's like, and it's very loud. Yeah, and he's like, I'm just doing some yoga, downward doggy style. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, like everyone in the whole little like bar scene was mm-hmm. like laughing, like, oh man, they hear you in the back. What are you making burgers back there? He's slapping them with a spatula. <laughs> Like, this movie is absolutely a hot mess, but it's very enjoyable. Oh, yeah. It's so fun, but it's like, it's hard to be like, this is a great movie. Because I, I don't know that I even see that it's good, even though I'd probably give it like an 8 out of 10 because it was so fucking enjoyable. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd be like, this is a really good movie. You should check it out. Yeah. It's an experience. I could see why I'm seeing people be like, this is such the like biggest shit of fucking 2019. And or I like, get that. What is this movie? It made no sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally didn't. get it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't. It meanders the whole time. Yeah. There's there's a plot, but there's not really a plot. Like, nope. the plot is watch Moondog for an hour and a half, do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. He loses some loved ones. He gains some new ones. Yeah. Gets some money, loses some money. <laughs> Smokes some weed. Smoke some weed. And I'm not going to ruin them, but there are quite a few cameos in this. Yes. And they're all big, well-known people, and it's really cool. One of them, the one who goes to rehab with, (laughs) took me a minute to realize that's who that was. Oh, you didn't recognize him immediately? No, it wasn't immediately. Oh, as soon as he took off his glasses. Did you notice that scene where he kept putting on and off his glasses like six times? (laughs) For no reason. He's talking talking at a bar, and he lifts up his glasses, and he's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Puts down his glasses, (laughs) but but Moondog says something. He comes back, lifts up his glasses. Yeah, man, it's just hard out here. Glasses down. Like, what the fuck is this dude doing? I loved it. The douchiest dude of all time. Oh, yeah, he was great, too. He was super dude. You see him, you're like, oh, he's like, a parody of everything that is douche. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like 100%. 100%. Like, oh, yeah. he is that. Dude, his hair was the worst ever. Oh, my God, his beard. That was, he, like, you know, his it's beard. all faded so off. Terrible. Dude, it's so bad. Harmony Corinne said he got that idea for his like, beard by looking at some kind of food. He was, like, eating some kind of food or something, and, like, it made that formation. He was like, that's going to be someone's See, beard. Sim- similar to Spring Breakers, do you think these are people that he has watched in real life? And then, and, like, I'm going to make that into a character. What I think from this movie is when he went and made Spring Breakers, is what gave him the idea to make this movie. You think so? I think that he ran into people that were like this while making the film, and it inspired him to make this movie. Okay. I think that's what happened. I don't know this for sure. Yeah, of course But the not. movie totally feels... It looks so similar to Spring Breakers. It did. It has the same exact style. Uh, it has the same tone throughout the beginning of it. Drastically changes up it that. It drastically thing. changes... And Spring Breakers itself drastically changes as the movie goes on. It becomes way it's just crazy fucking it got, dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way this only dark. had one dark moment, but it never felt dark. It was a it low didn't. point, but didn't hit you like, oh. Like, you think that you would have been like, okay, here comes the drama. Here comes mm-hmm. the depressing part. That's not what happened. No, like, but then you realize, oh, we're watching Moondog. Yeah, this is Moondog's <laughs> story. Like, fuck me. He's fucking nuts. And Matt McConaughey is awesome in this role. Yes, he actually, he was excellent. It's not. It's an old school Matt McConaughey role. Oh, 100%, like, dude. Like he, 100%. He, he probably phoned this in and still killed it. Yeah. Like, this is just like, oh, man, I haven't done one of these roles in a while. Let's mm-hmm. have fun. It's by no means his best performance. No. But it is great. Mm-hmm. I think it's among his better performances. He's done a couple that I like more than this, but this one would be up there. Like, it was very good. It's the Matt McConaughey show. He just goes on and has fun for an hour and a half, and he's yeah. a joy to watch. It's awesome. I, I would definitely recommend it if you're a fan of Matt McConaughey, or if you're a fan of Spring Breakers, I think that you would enjoy this movie. Or if you just want to see, like, something weird and have a weird, wonderful experience. Yeah, you just <laughs> like a uh, nice little party movie, man. It's not like wild party movie oh but yeah it's a let's have fun and just go with the flow like mm-hmm. we said moondog is a is a fucking character you know? <laughs> yes dude i'm He's not special 
I'm not like you said this earlier. I'm not, and I agree. Like I'm not quite sure what the message of this movie is, or if there even, even is, is one. one. Because if there don't is take life one, for granted. Like maybe if there is a message, the only thing I got from it was like just do whatever you want and it'll work out. And it's like, well, I mean, that's not necessarily true <laughs> that's though. Not necessarily <laughs> true. That's called anarchy, and the world would fall apart. <laughs> and it doesn't work. No. But yeah, overall, if you have the uh, Hulu, you should you should give it a look. It's only an hour and a half long. Yeah. Be it's, warned, there are a lot of boobies. A lot of boobies, a lot of cursing. A lot uh, of cursing, a lot it, of boobies, a lot of drug usage. Yeah, it's definitely an adult A lot movie. of drinking, yes. Yeah, a lot of drinking. Dude. Not as much sex as you would think, given the amount of... Yeah, uh, given what so, the movie is. Given what yeah. the movie is. Oh, for sure. There is sex, but not not as lot. Not very long detailed either. There's actually a really funny sexual scene. I was about to say, actually, the best thing the entire movie is it's, around it's, a sexual yeah, act. Yeah. It, it's I was hilarious. Dying. I was dude. dying. I'm like, what am I watching? Because it's like also <laughs> developing the story while yeah, it's yeah. happening. Like it's, it was bizarre. It was really cool. Like, that was a pretty creative scene. Yep. I really, I really, uh, I enjoyed McConaughey in it. Um, of course, I enjoyed the uh, the huge spliff that he smokes. That like this is like nothing you've ever had before. This will change the world. That <laughs> whole breakdown of that weed it'll change everything. That is like creme de la creme. That is the top. <laughs> He's like, there's only one plant that grows this in Jamaica. That <laughs> oh, was killing me. Jesus. Yeah, I, I quite, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed mm-hmm. it very much. I was very, um, very pleased with it. But of course, but of course, I was gonna go see Ready or Not today, but that didn't happen. No, probably, don't go, blame me. Well, I'm not blaming you. No, you're blaming me. Let's do this right now on the mic. I might go see it on Wednesday. I'm very excited for that movie. Cool. Very excited. Also watched I've heard mixed things. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched, I think I texted you already. I watched It, the remake. Yep, you were telling me about that. Only because I want to see It too so bad. Like, it, dude, that movie's not scary at all. Not in the fucking least. Mm-hmm. There's not a scary part. There are two scenes I can remember that are kind of jump scares, but the second one comes immediately after a super intense scene, so it's like, it doesn't even, it didn't even affect me. Wow. Like, yeah. Like it's it during that scene, it's the capping end of that super intense scene. So you were too focused to even yes. jump. You're like, it's like the camera cuts and bam, Pennywise is just right there. So like it would be a jump scare. Like oh, there he is, but it just followed something that was really brutal. So it's like oh, now he's here. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, Bill Skarsgård, dude, holy fucking shit. Nice. That dude was incredible. Yeah, I'll, incredible. Fuck that whole Skarsgård family. Ooh, oh yeah, absolutely. All dude, of like, them, dude. How talented does that how family need to be? All of them, dude. <laughs> Stalin's amazing. His kids are freaking awesome. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård movie. He looks good in it, man, but I just don't care about war movies, man. Check it out. I, I forgot the name. I of think I saw that preview, actually. Yeah, what the fuck is that it, called? He looks like he's going to be good. It's probably going to be very entertaining. I'm just, God, I'm just I love not, Alexander, into, I'm not into so. war movies. So. Yeah. I love Alexander Skarsgård. Like, I'm always interested when he's in something yes. because he's so good. Did you ever see Melancholia? No. Speaking of him, I'll do that movie's a fucking trip. It's him yeah. and Kirsten Dunst. You should see that cool, shit. Cool. She's the star, but he's in it. Mm, I don't care for Dunst that much, but. I really don't either, and she'll never do anything half as good as a performance in this movie. Yep. It's like one of the most realistic and true depictions I've ever seen in depression. Okay. Like the movie is by no means uplifting. Mm. It is that's, very, very depressing. makes me really want to watch up. it. <laughs> it's really good. It's worth your time for right, sure. We'll just, might as well put on Dear Zachary and just have a good old time. <laughs> God, have you seen that? No. I oh refuse God, to watch dude. it. This is the most heartbreaking. If People that don't know what we're talking about, this movie called Dear Zachary, A Letter to a Boy About His Father. It's a documentary. It is the most heartbreaking movie I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I have never been so angry when a movie ended before than when I watched that. And it wasn't because I was angry at the movie. I was angry about what happened throughout the film. And it's a documentary. It chronicles a real chain of events. Dude, it's, oh. I literally wept like a fucking newborn baby multiple times throughout that movie. When I watched it, it like, for 24 hours, I was like cold. Like, it just left me like emotionless. Like the next day, I was with my mom and we were going somewhere and I was trying to tell her about the movie. And in the car, trying to explain it, I I just... 
a, a, a river opened, and I just started like crying my eyes out, and couldn't even finish what I was telling her. Jeez, I've only seen the movie once, and I'll never fucking watch it again. God. It's like my highest recommendation, but also my lowest recommendation. It's like you should experience this, and I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies ahead of time. But it's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Ah, uh, so uh, what did you read this week, man? Yeah, I was just about just, I was just about to ask what you like a you very similar this question. Week? So this week we are going to talk a little bit about X Men, about the wonderful and amazing, beautiful person that is Jonathan Hickman. Boo, shit writer. <laughs> Boo. And the brilliant work he is doing in the House of X and Powers of Ten series right now. Not to get confused with Powers of X. That is not his thing. Powers of Ten. Powers yeah. of Ten. Not to be confused with the also dueling series House of Ten, Powers of X. Totally yeah. different thing. Yeah, totally different totally thing. Different. Not even Marvel. By, by Hickman John. Hickman totally John uh, and actually Kate's Donnie is co-writing. <laughs> Kate's Donnie. Uh, and it's crazy. <laughs> and he's actually the artist of it. Yep. And uh, Jeff Shaw actually came back. He was like, he switched from Guardians to leave <laughs> Marvel to write this. Uh, Jeff Shaw crazy. He does what he wants. He does what he wants. So, um, let's talk a little about House of X2 and then Powers of X2 and Powers of X3. So I've got a little bit we of a... We talk about House of X2. Huh? I, mean, I guess we could sprinkle it in. We haven't brought. We haven't talked about it yet, remember? I, I just said House 2. No, man. You said uh, Powers 2 and House Powers 3. I said three things. No, house man. Two, you said two. Agree with me. Agree with me. Just agree with me. And real quick before we dive into the comics, for people that may not know this, hmm. Josh's favorite actress that is currently acting, I don't know if it's his all-time favorite, is Emma Stone, correct? Yes. Is she your all-time or like just your current that's working? Uh, or is she like kind of almost say, both? I would have to say all-time. She's all-time yeah, favorite? No, so no. Josh is like a massive Emma Stone fan. And Emma Stone is doing the new Cruella de Vil movie mm. where she plays young Cruella, which is, she's oh my gonna, God, she's gonna kill it. perfect she's casting. Gonna kill it. There was nobody better to cast in that she's role gonna, than Emma Stone. Oh, yeah, absolutely going to kill it. So there's a bit of trivia about this movie. You want to tell them? <laughs> no, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> there's a bit of trivia about this movie. They had to delay production for like, what, two weeks? Uh, I thought it was longer. Or like two months or something her. like that? Yeah, yeah. Because she like broke or dislocated her arm at a fucking Spice Girls concert. Dude, going <laughs> hard at a Spice Girl concert, dude. I mean, what's not to love? That is the best reason I've ever heard for why production had to be delayed. What happened? Well, the lead got hurt at a concert. What concert? Spice Girls. What? <laughs> she was going too hard in the mosh pit at a Spice Girls concert. And for people that don't know about Emma Stone, she's like the biggest Spice Girls fan on the planet. She's it. obsessed with the Spice Girls. For a long time. that she goes to a concert in the middle of shooting. Right? Because it's Spice Girls. She gotta <laughs> yeah, go. Gotta go. It's like, it's the reformation tour. I have to be there. <laughs> I need the day off. They're back, baby. <laughs> she called in sick, shooting her, her $200 million movie to go see Spice Girls, and then got hurt. <laughs> and then got hurt. <laughs> so for a long time, like when she would go on different talk shows and stuff like that, they would always tease her with an appearance of a Spice Girl. Hmm. Like You can watch episodes of her on like Ellen or on the Graham Norton show where they tease that the Spice Girls are there and she freaking loses it every time. She goes, don't do this to me. Don't, don't do, do this, this to me. To me. <laughs> Dude, it's hilarious. It's so adorable. Like Her personality period. Emma at least Stone is amazing. The personality she presents to you. Yes. Which I I don't believe to be fake. She seems very genuine. She seems like such a fun person. Yeah. Like she's such an adorable, fun-loving person. Yeah. I bet she's like, she'd be really cool to have those friends. Yeah, and it's funny. No one's told her to tone it down, but they tell they yell at yeah. Jennifer Lawrence for it. Yeah, I guess, she's not even like the same person on red carpet. It's because Emma Stone's just too cute. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is gorgeous. Why? And I'm pretty sure Emma Stone and Jennifer Lawrence are like really good friends too. Uh, uh they had uh, they have a couple funny interviews together. Yeah, so maybe possibly. I, I was yeah. I mean, they're both really young Oscar winners, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> both very well. Uh, Jennifer very well deserved for the careers. I don't agree with Lawrence's win for that movie. Jennifer Lawrence, first uh, person to get a win before doing a sex scene. Woman. 
Is that true? I think so. That's at least was a factoid I read when she won. Wow, how degrading is that? That is kind of Holy yeah. That just shows dude. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awful. That is awful. Awful. No. Oh and it's God. not saying that those women that got a uh, like nomination got had that. a sex scene. In it, right. But yeah. I'm saying in her but, film up to that point, like mm-hmm. her first sex scene was Passengers with Chris Pratt. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. They didn't. I don't. They didn't have one in Silver Lining. No, they don't. No. Damn. That was her first one, and it wasn't even. I mean, it's a PG-13 movie, so you know. Silver Lining. Like her. What? Oh, no, you're I'm talking about passengers. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I think she took her shirt off and walked over there. Like, they made yeah. out for a while. Then, you know, alluded I, to sex. I really liked that movie. It got a lot of shit. And obviously, but I then she good. got nude and uh, mother for like a half a second. I don't know. I, I assume that was it. was during that fucking when they were all beating the shit out of her. At the end of that oh, day. you're right. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, like ripping her shit off. Yeah. Her. And then Red Woo! Sparrow. Apparently, she was naked in that too. Oh, I haven't seen that. I want to, but every time I pull out the watch, it's like two and a half hours. Long. I know exactly. I'm like, fuck. I want to watch a dramatic spy movie, and I'm like, man. This movie got terrible reviews and it's two and a half fucking hours. But I do love shit like that. Mm-hmm. I love spy movie thriller mm-hmm. things like that. And then so. it's J Law. Mm-hmm. And, and it's Jennifer Lawrence. So oh, come on. And apparently the movie itself is pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. Like the action's brutal. I just want to see her as a spy. Yeah, then, for it, sure. then I could be like, let me get her uh Charisse Theron on at this bitch. You know what I mean? I'm gonna have to see Peppermint. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of Shirley's Throne, there's a brand new trailer out that literally shows you nothing. It's just one scene in a elevator. And it's Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie in the same elevator. Oh, that's a Mar- That's her. Yeah, that's that's Margot's lead. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. It's based on a real story, a true life story of, uh, I can't remember the name of the person, but it's someone that worked at Fox News that got embroiled in like a harassment scandal who's like yeah. harassing a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is Margot Robbie's character isn't a real person. So the other two are? The other two are. It's, it seems like her character is a combination of a bunch of different characters that were also harassed. Okay. They combined like, their stories into one person. Okay. But yeah, Charlize and Kidman play like real well, people. Well, I just hope that Kidman actually shows range in this movie because the last movie we you. saw her in. Dude, I'm sorry. She was awful in Aquaman. Are you being serious? Ser- yes, dead serious, dude. Oh, shit. She literally had the same face the entire movie. There was no emotion. I like. I didn't know if she was mad, sad, happy, or nothing. I don't know what she She's was doing. She's in my top ten that year for supporting actors. Oh, that's crazy for <laughs> Aquaman? I thought she was, God, she, was the, she was the weakest part for me in that movie. Man, yeah. I thought she was excellent. An amazing it. movie. I am a little biased. I'm a massive Nicole Kidman fan. Well, I have nothing against her. I like Nicole, but that's that's why I was like, oh, man. That's, mm. Oh, man, I liked her in dude, that Dude, I didn't, shit. yeah. Oh, you're, you're stupid. That, did you see that trailer I'm talking about, Bombshell? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw the, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I didn't know afterwards. Like, I saw it on Facebook on our, mm-hmm. our film group. Yeah. Uh, well, not film group, but in the, uh, the group or in Oscar Buzz. I saw, like, they posted that, and I watched it, and I didn't even know until I read the comics that that was Charlize Theron. It looks fucking nothing like her. Huh. She's yeah, like, I didn't watch. A, it. I just saw a the chameleon, yeah. bro. I just saw the beginning where Margot's walking out of the mm-hmm. elevator, and I was like, "Oh man!" And then I saw the cast, and was like, oh, "Okay." I'll That's watch. all it is. It's her walking. She gets in the elevator, and then like Charlize is already in there with some other people. Then they get off, and then Nicole so Kidman walks dealing in. With? I didn't... It's dealing with that scandal. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, oh my god, those three in a movie! Holy fuck! Sign me up. Yes. They could have been like they ride bikes for two hours. Like I'm there. It's gonna be a rough <laughs> one to watch, though. <laughs> it's gonna be good. No, I'm sure it is. Their performances, I'm sure, are gonna be excellent. But yeah, so let's jump into these Kermics. So we're gonna talk about. House of X 2, Powers of 10, 2, and 3. I've got some little notes and stuff that I just want to read real quick here. Um, so House of X 2 fundamentally changed the X-Men forever mm. by retconning the origins of, of Mora McTaggart and making her a mutant, which she has never been before. For people that may not be aware of who Mora is, she was the on-again, off-again love interest of Professor X. They were engaged for a time. And they still had that in here. Yep, and they have that in here too. She was extremely instrumental in the earlier X-Men comics and throughout, honestly. She helped form the School for Gifted Youngsters, 
She fostered and raised multiple mutants, and she was always a really big activist for mutant rights and for equality. She mutants. was like, uh. yeah, right, Ugh, gross. gross. She was a, a really big ally for them. Like, she's a, a very, um, not necessarily central, but she's a very important character in the X-Men mythology. And so this retcons her makes her a mutant. Not only is she a mutant, her mutant ability is to, when she dies, she reincarnates into another life, retaining all knowledge of her past lives. Bruh. Literally infinite knowledge for as long as she can live. Bruh. That's insane. But how many lives does she have? Exactly. That's the question. We don't know. We don't know. For sure. We have an idea because a character so tells her. Was it the 10th life that, uh, that talks to Professor X then? Yes. Okay. And what we're seeing in year, we 10, power 10. in year 10 is her 10th life. Number three of Power 10. That yes. was the ninth yep. life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only one they never mentioned was the sixth yep. or seventh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna mention. I was okay. gonna mention that okay. too. Yeah, her sixth life is curi- curiously missing. This uh, issue goes through and mentions a whole bunch of her lives and shows you what happens in mm-hmm. it. For her first two lives, she is against being a mutant and doesn't like want to be, and she wants to cure it. So she tries to do that, and in her trying to do this, she is captured by Mystique and Destiny, and Destiny tells her who can. It was a precog. Tells her that no matter what she does, if she ever tries this again, there will always be a point in their conjoining timelines that Destiny will find out, and she will always capture her and always kill her. And if you try to kill me, I will stop you because I can see it and change it. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) me, dude. Who can kill Destiny? Nobody? She's OP, bro. Yeah. She is OP. I love it. OP. So while while they have her captured, she has this conversation with her and essentially tells her, like, you have two choices. You can Mm -hmm. keep doing what you're doing, and I'll keep finding you, and I'll keep killing you. Or... You can try what you haven't tried yet and embrace your mutant side and help us to not become eradicated. Because this cure that you think that you're creating one day will be made to where it is a necessity. Like, not a necessity, but it's to where it's automatic and we have to take it and it will wipe us out. Like, you don't understand that you are creating the genocide of the mutants and you have to stop. You should help us instead. Yes. So then when that scene ends, she calls Pyro her son, and has him burn Mora alive. Remember this. And he tell, <laughs> she and she does that because being burnt alive is like one of the like most painful ways to die, and she wants her to remember what it feels like. Mm. That's brutal. Yeah, it is. That is brutal. And in this, Mora runs the full gamut of going from both extremes, of being against the mutants, to being fully with the mutants, and siding with Apocalypse, and trying to have world domination. Well, and even in her it's earlier nuts. lives, too, she was like, well above, well past everybody at her age because oh, she, yeah, like, she, she had a lie about she, she could probably talk from the jump, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean? But she's like, I'm a baby, and I'll scare people. I'm like, Hey, what up? Where's the water at? You know, <laughs> where's my milk? I'm hungry. You know, yeah. you can't, you can't mm-hmm. do that. And like, she was like piano. She was a prodigy in everything she did. Mm-hmm. You know, because she had the knowledge. knowledge. She's like yeah. fifth life, and fuck it, I'm gonna be a piano major this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna write the next big song because I can now change history. <laughs> I'm the Beatles now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Beatles now. <laughs> well, I mean, her time's after the Beatles, but still, I should know. It's she was before. No, was it? I thought it was the... It's was after, because it? it's like the 70s or something, I was going to say, it was yeah, like 60s after. or 70s. Yeah, so yeah it's yeah, after. Yeah. But still, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm Ariana Grande now. <laughs> I wrote all those. <laughs> so yeah, she she goes to both extremes, joining Apocalypse for quite a while, which is fucking nuts. Like, oh man, I love that that was one of her lives, that mm-hmm. she was like, fuck it, let's fuck try it, this. I'm gonna, <laughs> let's I'm gonna try d- this. I'm going to date Apocalypse, no big deal. <laughs> And she becomes like Lady Apocalypse, like Miss Apocalypse. She looks a lot like him. Mm-hmm. Takes on like the same kind of form, which is really, really fucking cool. So after her encounter with Destiny and Mystique is when her perspective changes and she leans into her mutant side. 
Her sixth life throughout this whole thing is never mentioned, and it still hasn't been mentioned yet. So I'm curious about what that is. Saw a theory on Reddit that her sixth life is Earth 616, where she's not a mutant, and it's the original continuity. Oh. Huh. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's so interesting. she's just living a normal life or yeah. whatever. But the, when she dies, it just restarts. It goes to life seven. Yes. Yeah. So in the end of this issue, like it, it, the whole thing goes on from that, and then the end of it is her coming to Professor X and having him read her mind to see all of the past nine lives that she's lived. Because now she knows that she needs to like, catch Professor X when he's very, very young, and he needs to know all this information because it's the only thing she hasn't tried is finding him like while they're in, I believe it's right after college or right before college. It was before he opened up the institution. Yeah. So, so it's finding him young and having him read her mind to gain all the knowledge she has is the only thing she hasn't tried yet. So she's like, let's try this one. And that is what we're seeing with the, I guess, like the current, quote-unquote, current timeline, X-Men Year 10, yeah. is that what's going on, which is kind of funny. No, it's, that was Year 1, I thought. It's X, well, no, it's, it's Year 10. It's X-10, which is also more his 10th life. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and she shows them all her past lives, and now they're going to continue on from that point, and, which is what we've seen so far in House 1. That's what's happening, and this is showing how we got to that point. Yeah. So that was... Uh, Quite an instrumental issue. I understand now why they're like... Well, you mean Powers 1. You need to see Where this. we see uh, each year, right? Yeah, well, in House 1, though, the main storyline of House 1 is like Magneto showing those yeah, guys around. Yeah. That's in year 10, which is what's currently going on. Well, uh, see, that's when Moira met her. It had to have been year 1, then. What is it? Wait, what? Because if they already have all that thing in year 10... She met Professor Xavier before he even started. No, no, yeah, plans, she meets so. him in year one, but year yeah, 10 yeah. is the continuation of that, is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Which is pretty fucking cool. So then in uh, Powers of 10 2, did you have anything else you want to talk about House 1 or House 2? Uh, no, no, no. That was, I mean, you covered the big things. Yeah, was, none big from. That was a really good issue. Fucking, I can't, I still can't. <laughs> That's a massive retcon of Mormon awesome. Tiger. I was just like, oh, by the way. I was excited to see Destiny. No, dude, I was hype. Also, speaking on Destiny real fast, uh, History of Marvel 2 came out, and in the opening page of History of Marvel 2, actually before I get to that, Destiny and Mystique have been linked for a long time in the comics. They were like partners in crime. They were members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants together, and it was always very much alluded to that they were a romantic couple. But because of the Comics Code Authority, they were never allowed to talk about it. There was even a plan that I believe was even written out to be done where Mystique was going to shift into a man and impregnate Destiny, and they were going to have a child, which would have been Nightcrawler. But that was also rejected. So now, Marvel is retconning all of that to make their history what it was intent originally intended to be. So in the very first page of History of Marvel 2, you see the two of them embrace and they share like a romantic kiss. And then in the first page of the annotations at the end of, the, of, of that book, it retcons their history to say that they became, like, became lovers and romantic partners as was initially implied in 1988. Mm, so they retconned it. and changed it. And we, we were both like, all right, cool, now retcon Nightcrawler and make him their kid. But then we did a little more you research know, retcon, on Azazel. Uh, Azazel yeah. And we are like, oh, never mind, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, never mind. He's Azazel, fuck me, dude. Yeah, he was on a character we were, either of us were really that familiar with. Nope. And then after researching him today, we we're like, oh, yeah, never mind, this dude is badass. Like, holy <laughs> fuck, dude. He's Nightcrawler and then, like, and then some a lot. Yeah, like, dude, he's and everything then Nightcrawler is not. Oh, my God, like, dude. It makes sense now why in this series the Cardinals are based on his bloodline. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because he's OP. Because he's fucking <laughs> ridiculous, dude. My God, dude. He's insane. So in Powers of Ten, 
uh, issue two, we see the formation of Xavier Magneto and Mora's partnership in an effort to thwart the, down the eventual downfall of mutant kind. So this is shortly after Mora goes to Professor X and shows him everything about her past lives. They then go to Magneto at a very young, like younger than they normally would have ever crossed paths with him. And recruit, well, not young, but younger than when they would have eventually teamed up. And they recruit Magneto to their side because she also tells him, or she has uh, Professor this X isn't about him. surviving. Yeah. This is about thriving. Exactly. And then, of course, Magneto's like, you make one mistake, I'll be there to kill you. And, and he's blah, like, blah, blah. I know. Yeah, right now, dude. You've been saying the spiel for a long time. <laughs> we get it, bro. Yeah, we get we it. Get it. Yeah. You're right, Magneto. like, I've heard this ten other times. Let's Can we just move on? <laughs> and she even tells uh, Magneto in that little inter uh, interaction that the one thing that they have not tried is the two of them being partners. Because in every life she's had, that mutant kind has always failed, and they have never come together. Like Magneto, Magneto and Xavier have never formed a partnership, so now they're trying that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that definitely seems like the way to go. Of course. Two pretty powerful-ass mutants. And, and Cerebral on fucking homeboy's head? Like, what up? Oh, yeah, dude. And Magneto himself is an Omega, so obviously you want him on your side. Yeah, of course. Yeah, dude, he's amazing. I love it. They need to know when Nimrod first came online in order to stop him. They have to know when he first gained sentience and consciousness. And I believe we've already been told that it happens in year 50, but I don't think they know that. When were we told? I think we were told in one of like the white pages of all the different stuff, but oh, I can't be positive. Okay. I, I, I read someone say that on Reddit. Like, weren't we told in year 50 and like, a couple of people agree with them? I don't specifically remember that. But so the characters themselves do not yeah, know that. I don't think that's the where they have to pinpoint. Know. They exactly. don't have that. Mm -hmm. And that's why also we have the uh, Cardinal and all them Rasputin doing their thing, you know? Mm -hmm. but, and now with Apocalypse, yeah. you know what I mean? Like fucking the Four Horsemen, like Wolverine's a part of it, man. Yeah, you're, we get you're one hundo. It unveils in Powers of Ten issue two that Apocalypse is the leader that all the Rasputin and all of them have been working for. Of all people, mm -hmm. it's Apocalypse, mm -hmm. the strongest. So, and he has uh, when they give him this like information, and the information they give him isn't the information they need, but it shows them where the information they need is so now they know exactly where to go because nimrod's a machine right so all of their information is stored in like these big mainframes and it's never... he said he's more than a machine now well yeah true <laughs> and the information's never really touched again because like it's not like they would need to go there all the time so it's just kept in storage but there's so much information so they needed to pinpoint exactly where it is that they need to go mm -hmm. which they have now done and when they hand him this like data thing <laughs> apocalypse is like truthfully i would have killed you all to have this information <laughs> It's like, oh, thanks, uh, cool. our great leader. Cool. Glad you value our lives. That's Times great. have changed. Oh, my God, dude. Shut up, Apocalypse. Dark Side's better. <laughs> I mean, true. I'm it's sorry. Cool. Issue 12 got me hyped. Apocalypse dude. is dope, I though. Mean, <laughs> issue I mean, 12 yeah. got me hyped. Yeah, we were going to talk about that on Friday this week. Y'all will hear all about Justice mm. League number 12. Woo! Or Justice League Odyssey number 12. That issue is Fuck hot me. fire. Woo, Fuck so good. Me. Oh, and also, uh, Silver Silver Black issue 3. We covered that in that, that episode was also on Friday. That was also really good. It's still going strong. Fantastic. So they're on a mission to retrieve that data. And then we jump to year 1000. Yeah, and we see an as yet unidentified mutant. We don't know who this mutant is in the future. I'm still thinking This apocalypse-looking person. I don't know. He looks, he looks like a young apocalypse, but it's clearly not apocalypse, as we have already found, as we will find out later. Yeah. Uh, and he is seeking out a, phalan a phalanx, I think is how you pronounce it. P-H-A-L-A-N-X, a phalanx. And the, I'm not sure. Yeah. And the purpose of this is to be integrated into the Phalanx Collective to achieve ascension, which would ensure the survivability of mutants in a way. Because once you are assimilated into the collective, you become the collective, mm -hmm. right? And actually, let me pull this up. I took a picture of the page explaining what the Phalanx is. I just wanted to read that little blurb. 
Blurb. So a phalanx is an interstellar society that operates on a galactic scale and represents an intellect that has total control of a host galaxy. At this level of society, an, an intellect exists only to expand its own intelligence by consuming lesser societies and to control the energy needs that expansion demands. So by this mutant in year 1000 contacting the phalanx and telling him that they want, or telling it, I guess, that they want ascension, they have to be, their society has to be deemed worthy of having enough information to be consumed. Otherwise, it is just destroyed. So it's a very risky endeavor to summon this phalanx and ask to be included in ascension. Because if it deems you unworthy, it destroys you. So it's like, well, 50-50, let's hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I just don't know you want, why you'd think that'd be peak life. <laughs> Fuck me. And if a phalanx encounters a society that is worth consuming by adding to its intelligence needs, the ascension occurs. If a phalanx encounters a society that is not worth adding to its collective, then it will see that society with a techno-organic virus. That virus will eventually produce a babble spear that will summon a tech arc to remove and repurpose the societal waste from the universe. They destroy it. And there are multiple levels of types of intelligent societies in the universe, and a phalanx is the highest level. That's why ascension is ascension to a phalanx. And they're, 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 it's all very convoluted and kind of confusing if you're not like familiar with the, that subject matter. But a phalanx is the highest one, and that's like the most important thing that you need to know. Okay. That issue, man, the it's last... why you would want to seek ascension. Good dude, God. I know, like, you're dude. like, fuck it. We're at peak. Let's go <laughs> ahead and just become a hive. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that... So if they're at peak, right? Uh, I read the theory that was uh, something along these lines on Reddit. So if they're at peak, and they get ascended, and they are assimilated into the phalanx, the phalanx gets their collective intelligence, right? So it would absorb all that. So it would absorb Myra's lives and all her intelligence. So then if she were reborn again after that, wouldn't she have all that intelligence? If that blue being is Mora? Huh. Oh, you think the being is Mora? Maybe. Oh, so maybe this is her getting... Uh-huh. So they get to that point. That's the big lead up is that she's trying to get Ascension to be able to gain that knowledge to come back and be like, now we're the, I have, now she knows I have the mind of... yeah. Now she's a phallic. Fuck me. That'd be crazy. So... Damn, Destiny, be, that, 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 that could be the best outcome for that. Destiny tells her that she can see into the future and see Mara's lives. And she has 10, 11 at most. She verbatim says that. You have 10, 11 at most. She's not positive on the number. We are all assuming that she only She's has 10. She's already on her 10th. Exactly. And what if that being at the end, that a unidentified mutant, is the ending of her 10th life? And then she's reborn again as her 11th. What if this issue closes, or this series closes with the Ascension... And the last page is a blank page, page that says, and then her 10th life ended, and her 11th began, and then we get the new six issues of X-Men comics. What, what would she be then? She would know She's everything. She's human, right? She would know everything, though. But how would, yeah. yeah. Well, I, actually, I, if she were reborn again, I would assume she'd be reborn as a phalanx, with knowledge of all. She would almost be, like, omnipotent. Hmm. Fucking nuts. If crazy. that being is Mara. Yeah, yeah. It's very possible it's not. Fuck me, that'd be nuts. <laughs> Insane. Like, I don't know how human, whoa. like she's a mutant, but she can't live that long. But exactly. of course, what did she do at some point in this timeline where she, well, she made it to year 100. Krakoa so. has those pills that extends life by five years. Saying, she made it to fucking year 100, so clearly. Yeah, yeah. she made it to year 100 with Apocalypse. So. But she was also looked like she was in some sort of tube. She so. was in a stasis. Yeah, so what they did again, then woke her in year 1000. Hmm. And she ascended. Or what if somehow in one of these lives, maybe in the 10th, she... Because they're able to find out when Nimrod came online, they're able to stop that and somehow incorporate his technology. Because in the U1000, that little that drone little thing of was Nimrod. is Nimrod. Yeah. 
So it's not evil. So how, what if she became like an android, like a machine? Hmm. And her intelligence and her essence was in it. Possibly. And that allowed that her to be live. Bad. That wouldn't be bad. This would be interesting. What do you mm-hmm. got for us, Johnny? It's, uh, yeah, what, what's what happening? What do you got for me, Johnny? So then we move on to Powers 10, Issue 3, where we find who the new horsemen of the apocalypse are. And one of them is Wolverine, because, hey, why not? <laughs> this why isn't overpowered enough. Named Zorn. Yeah, and Zorn is one of them. And then Cypher, and then like a new creation mm-hmm. is uh, are the four. Uh, it's just called Kokoa. Yeah, yeah okay. or that's Cypher. That's Kokoa Cypher. Cypher. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, North was the other North. one. I think it was called. Yeah. So those are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, Cardinal and Rasputin are not horsemen. They're just some of the last surviving mutants that are left. Mm-hmm. And in this issue, Rasputin is in a fight with the um, that synth android being that is with uh, Nimrod. I don't remember the name of that character. That's the one that's... Uh, I don't remember her name. Yeah. But she goes down... Uh, the mutants attack this... I think it said in like Powers 1 of the Web. I don't know. Yeah, probably. The mutants attack this church. And while they're attacking the church, Nimrod's not really concerned about it. But she is. She's like, this is not like them. They don't do this. Yeah. There has to be a reason for this. And we need to find out what it is. It might be a distraction. It might be something else. We need to figure it out. And Nimrod's over here like, I mean, haven't we wanted the humans gone for a long time? He's like, yeah, this just helps us. Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) He's like, well, I'm going to go check it out. You want to come? He's like, it's really not my concern. So have fun. (laughs) I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. So she goes off to to stop it. And then they get in a big fight or whatever. And she like incapacitates Zorn. And then Rasputin like goes like over to Zorn. And then she reveals that if she takes Zorn's helmet off, it will create a black hole. Potentially killing everything, and the 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 bad guy or whatever says something to the effect of uh, to Rasputin of like, won't that kill you too? Or are you sure that'll even work? And she well, goes, she's probably no, she's not. Oh, apocalypse. Never mind. Go ahead. No, yeah. She's like, are you sure that'll even work or whatever? And then Rasputin's like, let's find out. Takes his Boom. head off and creates a black hole. Yeah. So which to I us, assume they're all three them. are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Black Surfer or uh, Black Surfer. Uh, <laughs> Silver Surfer's not here to save the day again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's a little bit wrapped up. <laughs> he's got some things going on. He's not around to be pulling people out of black holes anymore. Yeah. He's kind of in one right now yeah, already. He, he did that already with the Guardians. He's like, I need a break. Yeah. I'm weak. He's he's taking his black hole break. So we assume that kills them all. And through that, uh, Nimrod is able to figure out there's like a warning that uh, a place is being broken into. And then he realizes, oh, she was right. That was a distraction. So he goes there to see what's going on. And he confronts Apocalypse. And him and Apocalypse have this awesome battle. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking cool. And there's multiple it, Nimrods, too. Yeah. Nimrod like copies himself and shit. Like it's fucking crazy. And it leads you to believe the closing line of it is Nimrod, his hands are on Apocalypse's head, and it's like this electricity deal is like, em, like emanating from his hands, and Apocalypse looks like he's, he's terrified. He's kind of like uh, boasting up, like kind of boosting up uh, Apocalypse while he's fighting him, like telling him all the titles that he said, like, yeah. oh, the first mutant, the immortal, mm-hmm. the god, like blah, 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 like so strong. And then, mm. and then he says something along the lines of... Uh, how, like, how does it feel to know that the survival of the fittest has brought you here? Mm-hmm. And he's got his hands on him, and we're assuming he kills him in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then we see Wolverine has this information now. Like, Apocalypse succeeded in his mission. And Wolverine has this data, key, like, uh, spike. It looks like a crystal. Almost. Like, yeah, this data yeah. crystal of information. Made it away so that this, is, this way they can communicate through you, Moira. Yeah. Being Moira. Yeah. Okay. And he goes to this area where Mother is. And it's revealed that mother is Mora, Mora Ten, as mm-hmm. she is called. 
and she's in like this like weird like stasis lock and he like awakes her and then like stabs her or he stabs her with his data crystal which no, he's awakes like, yeah, her yeah wait yeah. puts it into the like what some sort of uh device that apocalypse that's created right, yeah. and absorbs mm-hmm. all the information and so she has it mm-hmm. yeah and then like and like awakes her and shit like that and then had this like nice little interaction I guess where Wolverine is like it all rests on you now like if you fail we're fucking done mm-hmm. like we're dead and she goes it's fine like it'll work and he's like I'm sorry and then she says it's okay this is no that was nine. Well, yeah, it's her ninth that life. That was yeah, her yeah. ninth life. He was like, and then she, he says, I'm sorry. And she goes, it's all right. This is what you're meant for. And then he stabs her and kills Jeez, her. Yeah. And thus Very ends. good scene, too. It was awesome, I mean, It was like dude. silhouette black with like mm-hmm. the light shining in between the uh, blood. and the, Yeah, so yeah look, that was really good. Fucking art was fantastic for that. Yeah, put it up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and that ends Marva's ninth life. And that is when we fully are aware and are told and I guess realize that year 100 has been Marva's ninth life the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that was the apocalypse timeline. That was the apocalypse timeline that they showed us a glimpse of that I wanted this whole time, and they actually and they expanded actually on it, and we got it. it. Yep, we, we got to it. see what happened in the apocalypse timeline, which is fucking dope. I want a little bit more, but yeah, yeah, same. I would like a little more expansion on it. I'd like to know a little mini. I'd like to know more about Rasputin and Cardinal because yeah, those exactly. are pretty dope characters. Yeah. Omega, yeah. fake Omegas, but Omega. Oh yeah, fake Omegas, but Omegas nonetheless. Like products of Omegas, faux Omegas. <laughs> yeah, Omegas. Yeah, I'm super enjoying this series. If you're a fan of, of comics, you should definitely be You like X-Men? This. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Really? Little this bit. is news to me. <laughs> I think Jonathan Hickman is writing one of the most complex series out right now with this. There's it's a lot to that do goes what into he's doing it. right now. Yeah. If you're not very familiar with a lot of X-Men knowledge, I, I could see this being kind of confusing. But for the large part, I think it's written in a way that even people that aren't familiar can come in and have some understanding. Yeah, and I have no way of confirming this, uh, but they have to be like writing Power 10 first and then just giving us House first. I would think so. Because that has to be so hard. You're writing yeah. on stuff, and then I'm like, go back. Oh, shit, make sure these points hit. Exactly. Yeah, thank God. I mean, they could be. I'm clearly not in the bo- in the room with them. Right. Fuck me. However Hickman's doing it, he's That's doing a great tough. job. That's tough, yeah. And the art is fantastic for these series, too. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been largely very good, but for Powers 3, it was fucking incredible. Yeah, very strong. It was excellent. Very detailed. Mm-hmm. Very intricate. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, Man. I really like how Zorn looks, too. He's a cool design. Uh, Yeah. He's like a blue yeah. Ghost Rider. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. what I was thinking. I was like, eh, it's not as too much. It's not as uh, edgy. It's not as Jeff Knight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, not, not edgy enough for me, boy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he, it, that's the line. If Septic doesn't like it, it's not, you know, it's not good. It's not going to make it's it. It's not worth your time. It's not metal. <laughs> Um, (laughs) oh man love you buddy yeah he's okay i guess hashtag fuck jeff hashtag fuck jeff for sure all day bada bing bada boom (laughs) so yeah definitely check these out if you're a fan of comics if you're not check them out anyway because you should be because they're incredible uh if you haven't seen all the the posters and videos that from d3 that came out you should or d23 you should definitely look it up because that is some very exciting shit and i'm very excited for all the news and stuff that's about to be coming out. Some new games, a bunch of new mm-hmm. this series going forward with all that we're reading. Oh, Damn. my God, dude. Oh, Control, the new game for like Xbox Playing and PlayStation, tonight. comes out tonight. So we're going to talk about that next week on our next episode. We'll... Talk about how to sure. experience with control. Be able to have some hands on time with yeah. it. Yeah, I'm playing that shit tonight for sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really interested. <laughs> it looks stupid. Oh, shit. August 30th uh, from Mobile Ultimate Alliance, four new costumes come out that are free. Nice. Yep. Can't nice. remember who they were. Also, Seven Deadly Sins season uh, four drops. So that's what's up. No idea what that is. Very that's cool. It's cool, man. Shout out to my <laughs> anime fans out there. We're excited for that season four, Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. That's something you're current on? Oh, yeah. 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 Season three was amazing. Like the show at season one, two was basically, it was like six episodes. So it's like, okay, whatever. And then season three made me love the show. I liked it. I was like, I'll keep up with it. And then I watched season three and was like, I love this show. It doesn't sound like you were very into it's it. It's amazing, dude. 
It, it picked up so well. <laughs> they introduced a character named Escanor, and uh, he's straight gangster, dude. Straight gangster. I don't think so. You have no idea because you're a uh, punk. I've watched it, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh you've watched all three it. You act confused. Five when I times. Said, oh, okay. <laughs> five time watcher. I'm trying to make you feel good. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Keep mm-hmm. me engaged. I appreciate <laughs> that. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. So uh, we definitely appreciate you tuning in and checking us out. I do. Josh doesn't. He hates Seriously, all you. I appreciate all the upvotes and all the comments on our Facebook live feed. It's great <laughs> seeing you guys out here, you know, participating, getting it in here. Uh, let's read a couple comments. Uh, pure aqua, purified. Oh, that's my bottle of water. Okay. Uh, that is not. We are not live. No sponsor. I just realized. Just uh, no sponsor. No sponsor. Uh, Pops Heroes. I'm just reading things off the deck. Are we closing this? Because <laughs> yeah. I'll just keep. We're lo- closing out. Loki statue. Uh, We're recorder, closing uh, Mike's. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out our episode on Friday and uh, tell your friends about us. We're the best podcast in the world. Subscribe to us. Give us those five-star reviews. Our show is amazing and you know it. Tell everyone about us, especially your parents, because they want to listen to us. Yeah, dude. And, uh, you know, ladies, gents, uh, comment. uh, Subscribe, comment, then unsubscribe so then we can't see your comment. Love that. That's great. That's always fun. (laughs) Make sure you do that. All right. See you guys. (laughs) 